Yesterday, Twitter announced a few new features on their platform. This is the company that once prided itself on keeping things simple. 280 characters, that's it. But now it's rolling out all these new ways to interact with users. And the upshot of that is that instead of trying to broaden Twitter's function as a public square, the new features seem to be pushing Twitter in a different direction. So why is Twitter doing this? And isn't this going to complicate the already hard-to-moderate platform? Joining me to discuss is Rico's Rebecca Heilwell. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. So there's a couple things going on here, right? Can you explain the new features that Twitter ruled out yesterday? There are two new tools that Twitter is working on. The first one is called Spaces. And this essentially is a way of having a group audio conversation on Twitter. So imagine something like an open phone call that a lot of people can be a part of. If you've been paying attention to the discussions around Clubhouse, the audio app, it's sort of similar to that. So Twitter has announced that they're going to trial this among a small group of users starting this year. So basically, a lot of people can yap to each other in a group. This isn't similar to Twitter at all, though, right? I mean, it's audio. It's not text. It's audio, though. It's worth noting that Twitter did introduce a way of doing audio posts earlier this year, and this is building on that. Right, right. I think I saw two or three people ever use that. But um, So that, that's spaces, okay? What's the second thing? So the second thing that will be available to users starting today is a tool called Fleets. So this has already been tested in some places like Brazil, but essentially this is Twitter catching up to platforms like Instagram and Facebook and building a Snapchat-like story model, hmm. which is essentially someone posting a image or comment that's attached to their profile and only lasts for a limited amount of time, in this case, 24 hours. So both of these announcements together sort of indicate that Twitter is moving beyond its very, very public approach to social media and allowing less exposed ways to interact with the app. Okay, so we've got spaces and fleets. So we've got these audio recordings and we've got these vanishing stories, vanishing messages. Why is Twitter doing this in the first place? I mean, you're right. I mean, this is sort of a big departure from what I think a lot of people probably think Twitter is. Right, and I think that's part of the gap the company is interested in filling. There are a lot of people that are very active on Twitter, love tweeting, love posting, love reacting, but there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable using Twitter in that way and spend a lot of time searching through the platform, but feel really cautious about posting their reaction or giving their hot take. And I think the idea is to give those users, those people who aren't constantly spouting off their opinion on Twitter, a way of using the platform without, you know, all that exposure. So it's a way to appeal to the users who aren't posting, sort of people who are lurking in the platform. That's what it seems like. And and why is Twitter doing this now? I mean, this is a company that surely has thought about this before. Why now? Thinking about this from a more broad perspective, we've seen Facebook time and time again introduce features that seem to copy other social networks. People are also spending a lot of time on social media right now because of the pandemic. And it seems like Twitter in this sense is sort of playing catch up and trying to offer something new here. And the downside here, right, is Twitter, like all other media platforms, has had this trouble with misinformation, bad actors. It feels like doing another thing or really two more other things on top of that is just going to make Twitter's job harder when they haven't really succeeded at the first one. Right. 
you know, my first instinct in hearing about this is that it just seemed like a moderation disaster waiting to happen. You think of all of the concerns you hear about with WhatsApp or private messages being a way of spreading misinformation, you know, adding temporary content seems like another way to make that even more complicated. Right. Or audio, right, which requires more work to moderate it because you need to listen to the whole thing. You can't scan for keywords, etc. Right. And it's a conversation which presumably would be live, which adds another dynamic. So it, it seems pretty complicated. Now, Twitter has said that, you know, expects its rules to apply just the same to this new initiative like fleets. They've said that their labels, which you've seen time and time again in the past few weeks on Donald Trump's account, will still apply to these story type posts. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens. So you mentioned Trump. It makes me wonder, obviously, is he going to start recording audio recordings or posting vanishing stories? Um, I wonder how Twitter's most famous misinformer will respond to this. Yeah. I mean, what's kind of interesting is that this tool seems to serve the people who don't use the platform like Trump, right? People who are talking privately, but you can imagine, you know, a viral narrative about voter fraud being spread through a platform like this. And it's not clear that Twitter would be able to catch up. And do we think that, you know, taking a step back here, that these changes signal anything about the future of Twitter? I mean, this is a company that has kept basically the same product, you know, with with nibbling around the edges for a decade here. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a big shift, but we'll have to see how often people actually use it. I mean, people have had this voice posting ability, at least some people have had that, and it doesn't seem to be that widely used, um, despite uh, Twitter announcing it. But we forget that Twitter's, you know, comparatively smaller to Facebook and Instagram. You know, tech journalists love being on Twitter, but for uh-huh. the broader public, it's not as big of a platform. So to me, it seems like a sort of hint that Twitter might be looking to get a little bit bigger or at least try to get in the same game as these other companies. You can read more of Rebecca's work at Recode.net. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. <laughs> 